Welcome to Running Dialogue, a podcast where we talk about all things running. For first-timers, casual runners, and elites, we invite you to listen and contribute to our Running Dialogue. Welcome to another episode of Running Dialogue, and uh, it's just me, Andy Younger, the race director here at the Hepcrim Festival of Races. I'm flying solo today uh, as far as hosting goes. Joe's Joe's not able to join us, but uh, we have a special opportunity to have Sheriff Chris Swanson with us, in, in, or with me, I guess I should say. So uh, really, really honored to have Chris. He's got a very, very interesting and, and exciting personal story, very compelling, and, uh, and also as a of, uh, as of today's recording, which is March 20th, he has, uh, he's been a very busy person and as has everyone uh, at the Sheriff's Department and, and all first responders, all, all emergency workers. So Sheriff Chris Watson, welcome. Thanks, brother. <laughs> brother Andy, man, my, my, my crim director. I've never had an opportunity to uh, talk direct to those who put the crim on, so I got a bunch of cool stories. Oh, great. I yeah. can't, wait, can't wait to hear them and right so on. glad. Yeah. So first, you know, before we jump into that and even into your personal stories, uh, would love to to give you an opportunity to just talk a little bit about, you know, what, you know, from your perspective, what's been, what's been going on and how do you see, you know, your department and your staff yeah. members handling it? And, 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 you know, and also you talked a little bit about some updates you're giving. I want to make right. sure people have an opportunity to hear those as well. Right on. Well, first of all, thanks to all the listeners. And, uh, I will tell you, there's a staple in our community, no matter where you live. And it's called the crim and, uh, the crim is year round. When you go to the crim offices, you'll see people that are hustling and bustling, no matter if it's November or June. And when you see that, it just restores faith that the city of Flint is here to stay. We've been over so many different crises from the sit down strike to famine, to poverty, to the loss of General Motors, to the water crisis. And now we're dealing with a little invisible virus. This city, in this county, this country will overcome. We will make it. I don't care if it's global. We're the United States of America. We are Americans that have fought through worst and we'll get through this. So I bring a message of calmness, a message of peace, a message that if you're upset, you go serve. And that's why I tell as a recovering fat kid, if you want to not be fat, go out there and be an athlete. And when you have that, you can tell other people how to do that. So to your point, as the sheriff, I uh, have the greatest job in the world, Andy. I'm not kidding you. I started as of this series uh, nine weeks, three days ago. It's been the best ride of my life. I waited 29 years for it. Uh. I started the sheriff's office when I was 18 years old. And uh, ironically, as a young deputy, uh, graduating from Mott Community College, transferred over to U of M in the middle of the day, I got hired. Uh, I had uh, talked to a deputy who was in the Marine Division, hired me as an 18-year-old. And at the interview, he said, at the conclusion of your career, where would you want to have Ben, what would you have wanted to accomplish? And I looked around, I said, I'm going to be the sheriff. <laughs> Fast forward, that deputy was there one year that year. Fast forward on December the 23rd, 2019, I was appointed the sheriff of Genesee County. The next day I'm at Walmart. My wife is there. She heard the stories throughout all our marriage. And a uh, guy walks in, he's in a cane. He's 57 years old. He goes, hey, hey, can, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. <laughs> He said, listen, man, my name is Doug Miner. And I knew exactly who he was. I'm like, Jamie, get over here. And he's like, I remember. I said, listen to the story. And he said the same thing. He goes, you told me when you were 18 that you're going to be the sheriff. And yesterday, my wife and I watched the news. And I said, baby, he did it. He did it. And the reason I say it's the greatest job in the world, man, I'm going to tell you why, is because you get to help many people. You get to be in a level of influence. It's historic. It's what I've wanted my whole life. It's what I've worked for. But all the stories and all the journeys 
along the way have prepared me for such a time as this. And we are facing a world health crisis and prevention at the same time like we've never seen and we probably never will see. So to answer your question is not only the sheriff, which is the people's guardian, but also the emergency management coordinator, also the one who maintains and houses and cares in custody for 600 of people's family members called inmates. I oversee 273 staff members. I oversee a $31 million budget. We're the ninth biggest police department in the state of Michigan. In the state. Wow. You have a big responsibility to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So I pray daily for wisdom and discernment that I make the right decisions for the right people and that. In the first day I started, which is January 6th of this year, 2020, I wrote on the board in front of all the staff that it's INAM. It's not about me. Mm. In this time that we've put in, not knowing we'd be here, I give those messages because we need to maintain our position as the sheriff's office. We are the Alamo. We're the last stand. It's going to be okay. We bring calmness and peace. So we have the inmates taken care of. We have uh, immediately upon notification two weeks ago, tested every inmate that was on uh, on the rocks and uh, anybody coming in. We've limited our inmate population. We have tested all our staff. We do points of, of entry screening for all the jail, the circuit and district court, even though they have limited schedules, we're there. I have rescinded every vacation, canceled every personal day. Our staff is fully stocked. Every day we transition to do one thing or the other. Uh, we have now just this week started a new task force for price gouging because mm -hmm. folks are taking advantage of yeah. others that were just unbelievable. So we started that task force just last weekend, Andy. There were 75 complaints that came in for price gouging. Mm -hmm. And when we started the task force, we made it very clear, myself and David Layton, that we will go after and find people. It's a misdemeanor. Your picture will be posted. Don't take advantage of folks mm -hmm. when there's a greater need. That's been a mad success. We've uh, deferred a lot of people and uh, we probably prevented a lot of gouging knowing that we're out there. We handled about a dozen cases and, uh, and worked through those this week. Well, then the reality is you've got bigger problems yeah, to deal it's with. It's so That's stupid. Terrible. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's so. like, seriously, do I have to worry about somebody talk, you know, 5,000% markup on toilet paper when I right. got people who, who are, 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 are trying to figure out how they're going to make it for the mm -hmm. next week. Yeah. And then on top of that, we did our community crisis task force. It is a, it is a care team. So yeah. I knew long ago that the power and authority of the sheriff's office has given the sheriff through constitution, the ability to deputize anybody. Mm. And when a sheriff deputizes somebody, it gives them full powers of the sheriff's office, not arrest powers, you know, like a police officer, a full-time employee, but to do what the sheriff's called them to do. So it came to me at four fifteen in the morning. I'm like, that's it. I'm deploying community leaders, mm. churches, organizations. Yeah. I'm deputizing them so they can take it serious and we can get ahead of it. If you don't know anything about the city of Flint water crisis in 2016, we were so reactive. It mm. came back as a negative. Like you have people that, that were telling the community that they were suffering and it was late to the game. The government came and we're not doing that anymore. We're right. going to be a preventative and, uh, and exactly it, yeah. that. So we've been communicating messages. You know, I've been doing daily updates and I'll continue to do them because I answer questions. You know, it's like today we answered five questions that mm -hmm. have been coming up nonstop. Number one, the militia. People think right. that the militia is coming in, the martial law is coming in. Let me just tell you, martial law is when there's a government hostage takeover, mm -hmm. where there's <laughs> fights in the street and you have tanks rolling up. Well, that Big is not difference. even part of the conversation. Yeah. That's not even worthy of even responding to. So if somebody ever puts that out to social media, you just squash that. That's not even on the table. Mm -hmm. We're a civilized nation. Our government is here to support us from mm -hmm. the federal state to certainly your local sheriff. We're not worried about, you know, trying to create an enemy among us. That's nonsense. Number two, right. the national guard, the national guard's already been deployed. Mm -hmm. 
The governor deployed the National Guard three days ago to help with MH, uh, M, uh, or DHHS, MDHHS, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, to help with distributing PPE equipment, you know, personal protection gear, masks, hospital gear, transports. They're not here to, to you know, put posts on streets and, and to keep traffic restricted. Uh, if that happens, then we'll deal with it then. But the National Guard, our, our brothers, our sisters, our parents that go yeah. to help their community. Our friends and neighbors. If yeah, there was a tornado, yeah. the National Guard would be deployed, yeah. <laughs> but people are freaking out on social media and creating a, a sense of fear. We had mm-hmm. to nix that. So I told them, if the National Guard is here, which they are, and they're you're pumping up their gas and you see them on a corner, there's no need to take a screenshot and Instagram it. My God, you know, the National Guard's here. You better thank them. How about go up there and buy them a cup of coffee and say, hey, thanks for leaving your job and your family to help distribute this during this time of need. They've been deployed really more as first responders. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's support services. Mm -hmm. Support. The third question I answered was, what are we doing about uh, self-quarantine and uh, stay in place shelter? You know, other states have done it. Hey, we're one of 50 states and territories. If the governor, who we all need to listen to because the government and the governor are trying to do the right thing, listen to the right people, put all partisan sipper ships aside, the president and enemies among that whole task force have all been working together for the good of the people, which is exactly what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So regardless of where you stand, listen to the government. We're there for you for the right reasons. If the governor says at that time, hey, we need to take a little bit more serious the shelter in place, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. We're already doing it now. You right. know, bars yeah. are closed, restaurants are closed, gyms are closed. Schools. Yeah, schools <laughs> start slowing it down because, you know, you do your part. It helps us on there. So don't panic if somebody says, hey, we're going to go camping for a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just all it is. We're not going to run out of food. We're not going to run out of natural resources. You're never going to run out of gas at a buck fifty a gallon. Right. People aren't driving. You don't have to worry about toilet paper being never made again. You don't have to be worried about sanitizer never growing. made again. Exactly. They didn't blow up all the sanitizer stations. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy, but people create this fear, this narrative, mm-hmm. because they don't know the answers. So we nixed that. You know, we don't have anything in place. Obviously, groups are limited. Churches are limited. Just obey the government. Mm-hmm. Just be a good steward of what you have. The fourth thing we talked about is this craziness uh, that people think that everything's going to shut down and there's going to be no place to go. Hey, if we have to do more non-essential shutdowns in order to keep people contained because they're not doing their part, then that very well may happen. If it happens, it's for a temporary inconvenience for a long-term solution. Absolutely. And there's no harm in that. Yeah. It could be so much worse. When I heard Disney World shut down, bro, I was devastated. I know. When (laughs) I heard my gym shut down, I'm like, what? But you know what? I still wake up every day. I have a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. I'll adapt. Yeah, we will adapt. So I talked about if if non-essential businesses are asked to slow down for a couple weeks to keep the spread and keep it moving. If we have to do that for two weeks, you know, during we talk about the World War Two and the Great Depression, those folks suffered for a decade. Mm -hmm. You know, they were asked to go to war. We're asked to stay on our couch. Are you right, kidding me? Yeah. That's that we that's the least we can do. And they didn't have social media. Social media, exactly. Maybe that was the best. For better thing. or for worse, yeah. Hey, the fifth thing I answered was what can people do? Because people mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. And you know, I do know about social distancing and groups and all that, but first responders, we don't have that luxury all the time. You know, I have two deputies with 120 inmates. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, there's no social distancing in jail. No, you're you know, up, you're responding. Up close and yeah. yeah. How about hospitals? You know, those amazing workers at hospitals and, and different people. I mean, you have people working at grocery stores and gas stations and, and people working at cutting hair. I mean, there are people that are taking additional risks mm-hmm. in order for them to do their job. And so there's a lot more, quote, first responders out there than police, fire, and EMS. Sure. Yeah, and I tell point. people that that's why we deploy the task force, Andy, and I'm telling you. 
There's so many community leaders out there. And we started with the churches. There's 700 churches in Genesee County. We sent out a message to 473 of them. We deputized many of them so they can go and become hubs where Food Bank and United Way and Red Cross can go deliver. And then they could take it into the communities. I don't care if you're white, black, rich, poor, Muslim, atheist, Jewish. I don't care if you're, you're Catholic or Protestant everybody's going to be taken care of by yep. somebody who may not look like them, act like them, mm-hmm. or believe like them, because that's what we do in time of crisis. And we've got to really fight that instinct to, yes. to let fear take over. Yes. Because that's, that's what, what really causes major problems. And Without when, a doubt. Yeah, and so when you, can, when you can overcome that and either accept help from someone who's different from you or be willing to help others who yes. might be just like you, that's, that's how we get through this. You know what? You are spot on. And um, we have people that are, that are, embracing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's I critical. think back, uh, you know, my son who was born, uh, 2001 during September 11th, he's mm-hmm. 18 now. So he's living through this. He was out there serving yesterday, delivering food, asked last night, Hey, I want to take a more of a leadership role. He's talking to his generation that are getting blasted in the media because yeah. they're not taking it serious. You know, it's YOLO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, th- that may be important. You only live once to you, but you also have other people that are looking at you as right. what is your future going to be? What is mm-hmm. my future going to be? If you have that attitude, well, man, my boy's out there and he's like, like, listen, it's our time. It's our generation's time to go out there and do our part. And they may serve somebody who is, uh, you know, a 75 year old African-American who's, uh, you know, lives in the North end, mm-hmm. but he's going to serve them with as much passion, love as somebody in his own backyard or Absolutely. his own, his own friends, family. And that's what makes America. That's what makes this world what it is today. Absolutely. What you just said, serving people that don't look like you act like you, and they can do nothing back for you. Mm-hmm. That's service. And this is, this is a time, like you said, we have to adapt. And honestly, maybe what my my hope is that not only do we get through this, but we get through this in a way that that is creates opportunities for us to yeah. to have longer term improvements in how we how we connect with each other, how we help and serve each other. So you know that's that's sort of the 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 long term positive outcome that I think could come of of something like this that that really is so potentially devastating. Yeah. 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 And Sheriff, where can, where can people find, uh, continuous updates yeah. from, from, you know, where hmm. is it television? Is it, is it online? Where, where are you yeah. posting your updates? Well, uh, to answer the, the question, uh, most people are getting their news from YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is our news station. Myself included, not Facebook as much as, but YouTube mm-hmm. I watch yeah. because I don't have the ability at night. I don't have the ability during the day and in the middle of the night, but at night, usually between an, like 11, 30 and 11, mm-hmm. I just quick uh, updates. But the uh, the federal task force is is giving updates every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. Mm. And that is uh, obviously the president, the vice president, uh, the the doctors, the physicians, the, uh, the bipartisan task force that's mm-hmm. out there. Put all things aside. Just listen to what the message is. Even if you hate their guts, just listen <laughs> because they're the voice that's given what's happening on a national right level, right? Then you have the governor who's doing a great job. I look forward to uh, seeing, uh, you know, what the future is going to be. But uh, at that point, She's given a message out. Her, 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 her directives are very clear. Now, I talk about emergency management. We have declared a state of emergency through the governor's office. The mm-hmm. county has declared a state of emergency through the board of commissioners. The city has declared a state. All that does is open up opportunities for money, 
resources and information. So you, it sounds drastic. It sounds drastic, <laughs> but it's exactly if a, if a tornado whipped through and, and blasted 50,000 houses, mm -hmm. we'd be in the same situation. Absolutely. So you should get your information from sources that are verified, mm -hmm. but don't stop there. I got a message yesterday from a, a news outlet. One that if I mentioned right now, everybody would know. And they thought, Oh my gosh. And they gave me a question. The state's reporting this, but the county's saying this. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you do? And I says, here's what I do. Number one, I don't panic. Number two, I verify it with two sources that I trust. Mm -hmm. Trust and verify. Later on that day, they send a text back to like, yep, it was just all junk. And I said, see, <laughs> you lost a lot of sleep thinking about it. Right. So I would get your information from verified, trusted sources, mm -hmm. not your buddy who sends you a Facebook direct message <laughs> about so what he heard from his friend's yeah. friend's <laughs> uncle. That is so crazy. Yep. And you know what? I, everybody's got a contact. Everybody's got mm -hmm. a friend. I always say operate in the now, prepare for the future. Yep. You mean that, that like, I'm going to deal with what I've got right now. And if I look down the road, I may not have to look down to December. Mm -hmm. I don't care what's going to happen for the rest of my life. Let's just deal with it right now. You're going to have to take it in short bits, just like Ironman. Ironman is 140.6 mm -hmm. miles. The crim is 10 miles. Then you have the, you know, you have the AK. If you've never experienced the end, don't look at the end because that can really change your mindset. So just go to the next aid station, mm -hmm. go to the next mile, just yep. go to the next. And then as you keep adding that up, we'll be at the end. We'll finish. That's right. That's right. So Sheriff, uh, clearly you have not just put your feet up since you, <laughs> since you got to this point, even right. though that was that, you know, it's been your goal since you were 18 to get yeah. to Sheriff, uh, you know, whether, whether you wanted to or not, you are, you are staying active and, yes. <laughs> and that's pretty fantastic. Thank and, you. uh, I just can't thank you enough for your, for the energy that you're thank putting you. into this, the, the care and consideration that yeah. you have for everybody here in Genesee County. So Amen. it's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. So anyway, to all of you out there, Take heart, and uh, wh whether you're stuck inside or you have a chance yeah. to uh, chance to be out, whether you're whether you have the opportunity to help somebody, uh, I think that that's you look look for opportunities to make a difference, even in this even in this challenging time. All right, Sheriff, uh, thank, thank you, you so my much. Friends. Be and, safe uh, out there. Best of luck, and uh, yes, you be safe as well. Roger that.